Hello ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 181 of the G-Game Podcast. I'm your host as always, I'm Tyler. And joining me, we have shit. Ch- oh, Justin's not here. <laughs> you just said we had shit. <laughs> well, Justin's not here, but don't worry, we have Jake. Ah, oh, shit, Jake's not here either. Oh, crap. Oh, well, we have uh, Gables. Gables hey. here, that's, that's good. How are you, buddy? Oh man, I'm doing excellent. Finally done with that fucking work weekend. I am ready... To sleep. <laughs> yes, that sounds amazing. I'm drinking a beer though, so that's that's pretty good. And then a solid night's sleep sounds pretty fantastic too. Oh yeah, it does. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna take a drink of beer right now. Mm. Mm. That's good beer. Duh. Yeah. No, I always had to work Saturday. Today's Friday, but uh, I'm dodgeable it there. Don't have to. Man, I always hated working Saturdays. Saturday sucks. Yeah. I hate work Saturday. It's overtime, so that's nice. But Yeah, in the meantime, kids, if you ever get a job, aim for a 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. Weekends suck. <laughs> yeah, working weekends suck. Especially when you work 9 to 5, Monday through Friday. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, money, I guess. Yeah. It's kind of important, I guess. But, uh, oh, oh my god, I almost closed that link. Oh. Whew. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Before the show started... Gables made my life uh, 20 times better uh, by informing there is a video of a man riding a unicycle in the snow in Portland, Oregon, uh, playing the Game of Thrones theme song with a bagpipe that shoots flames out of it. Uh, I didn't I didn't, didn't know I wanted to see this, but I'm happy I live in a world where I'm able to watch this at any point in time in my life. Uh, so thank you. You're uh, welcome. <laughs> If you ever, you know, thought down on, the, on uh, humanity, this that's kind of all you need for evidence that it's not all bad, guys. It's not all bad. But I'm, I'm gonna, I watched a little bit of it before the show. I'm gonna watch the rest and probably 50 more times after the show. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, Justin's not here. He had to work late tonight and he has to work tomorrow, so he uh, is hopefully getting some sleep. Uh, Jake, uh, we don't really know what Jake is. Uh, <laughs> probably, probably playing Skyrim. Uh, on TV probably. Four. <laughs> kind of what his thing is. He hasn't been on the show since then, but he, he bought Skyrim on the PS4. And pretty much whenever I'm on, I hop online, he's online playing Skyrim. So it's kind yeah. of a jam now. Mm. Mm. Sorry, I'm taking a drink. I got this beer called Lucky Bastard. Ah. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, ugh, excuse me. But, anyways. <laughs> Sounds like the Lucky this... Bastard got a little one up on you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, this is a video game podcast where we talk about video games, mostly. Uh, so let's do that. I think we... Awesome. We do, do we want to go news first? There's a lot of news. Or do we want to go games first? Get what we've been playing? What we news? Let's do the news. All right, We cool. have a lot of it, and it was substantial last Saturday. Yes. Uh, so we talked about last week, uh, we had the video game awards. We were going to talk about that. 
uh, but we recorded before the uh, PSX PlayStation Experience. Oh yeah, uh, it's third annual one. Uh, happens Saturday, Saturday afternoon, morning for Gables, and yeah. uh, I'm just gonna kind of go through everything that happened. I I, I okay. put links in. I, I wrote everything down as fa- I was typing um, as fast as I could, and I could barely keep up. Uh, you were with always you were always so diligent with this stuff. Too, you know, because it was like, okay, let's go ahead bit by bit. You're like, you're just actually like typing things out like a journalist, like you got. Yeah. <laughs> so I was typing it out, and then I also uh, later on had to go back after that and find links to all these videos that were shown. So everything has links in it. Uh, so, anyways, because I, you know, I didn't want Jake to be upset with me, so I, I put links in everything. Um, but he's not here to enjoy them. It's bullshit. <laughs> he tells uh, you to put links on the thing, and then weeks and he's not there. He's like, he doesn't even see it. Bastard. Uh, but anyways, starting off, starting off the show is about an hour long. They announced, uh, I guess, uh, what I heard was forty games. Not announced, but they showed off forty games in like sixty-three minutes, or however long it was. So pretty fast paced. When some of these like were about six, seven minutes. Some of these were six, seven minutes long, and the rest, you know, were quick. Yeah. You know, went up. Um, anyways, started off kind of big. Uh, Uncharted Lost Legacy trailer. Uh, first time announced. It's going to be. They. I think this is part of the season pass for Uncharted Four. It's going to be a standalone DLC. It sounds like it's going to be multiple chapters or multiple DLC experiences or whatever you want to call them. That's happened. I think I said Uncharted Lost Legacy. You're going to play as... I'm just Her name just escaped me. Chloe. Chloe, thank you. The the girl from Uncharted 2. She was kind of like the love interest for the beginning of Uncharted 2. And then kind of that didn't happen. And then she wasn't in Uncharted 3, I don't believe, or she was in it for a little bit, maybe. A little bit. Yeah, it was yeah. Like a little bit, but like Cutter, I think, was there for most of the part. Oh, yeah, so she was, <laughs> that's right. She was there in the beginning with Cutter. You were right. And then um, she was not in Uncharted 4, and uh, I guess some people were upset about it. There's some uh, Chloe fans out there. And I thought she was an okay character, but she is going to be um, the kind of the focal character of these new, uh, this new Lost Legacy uh, experience going on. Also, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. Uh, was leaked out there. It's pretty much a for sure thing that happened um, before the events. So that's going to be Marvel vs. Capcom 4, technically. Also, they announced Marvel uh, Ultimate Marvel vs. Capcom 3 is out now on PS4. Uh, they also announced a Wipeout Omega Collection, which is, I think, three Wipeout games being yeah. remade uh, or remastered for uh, the PS4 and Vita. Uh, summer 2017 for that. Uh, they announced in their last year for Destiny, they announced the, uh, the racing thing. They came back this year with with the event called the Dawning starts December thirteenth and it goes until I think early January, um, and it looks like they're kind of their holiday Christmas event. And there's also they also brought back the uh, racing. Um, next up, Crash Bandicoot Insane is what's called. It's the original three um, Crash Bandicoot games for the PlayStation uh, being remade. Technically, the only three that matter being remade for uh, the PS4. Um, it's coming out sometime in 2017. I got some gameplay footage of that. Also, new Resident Evil 7 trailer came out with finally some story in it and a little more gameplay shown. And a new demo came out and is out now on PS4 and was uh, PSVR. Uh, has PS, you can use the VR headset for that. Um, next up, Parappa the Rapper 20th Anniversary uh, trailer was shown off. They are remaking that game uh, for the for the PS4 and I think Vita. Also, along with that, uh, Loco Roco and Patapon are coming too, and that's all coming in 2017. Uh, Nino Kuni 2, uh, Revenant Kingdom, another trailer for that. It was announced last year, and then we haven't heard anything since until uh, this past Saturday. So there's uh, another trailer for that dropping, or did drop. 
Uh, I think that game is. I think they. I think they said 2017 for that. I can't yeah, they did. Okay, right, I couldn't remember if I saw it or not. Uh, there is two Yakuza games they show trailers for. Yakuza Kiwami, I think. I believe that is the. Uh, it's the. Uh, it's a remaster of the original Yakuza yeah. game. And that's coming some uh, this come this coming summer. And then Yakuza Six uh, is finally coming over to the United States, North America, uh, in early 2018. And then uh, Danganronpa B3 is coming to Vita and PS uh, PS4 um, in 2017. Yeez, I believe is how you say it. Or ease, ease, ease. It's it's called ease. Ease. Oh, okay. That's weird. Um, the game I know. Is spelled like that. I know it's uh, it's it's kind of a weird pronunciation of it, but it's pronounced ease. Okay, uh, but uh, ease origin is coming in 2017. I think that is a remaster of the original game uh, that's coming to Vita and PS4. Uh, Dreadnought coming in 2017. It's like a ship battling game. I don't really know much about it. <laughs> uh, Pyrie is uh, coming from the Super Giant Games. I believe how you say it was the name of the company. Yep, they made uh, Bastion. Uh, it's kind of a big one. Uh, they that trailer they showed a trailer for that. That's coming in 2017. Vane uh, trailer for that. Absolver trailer for that. What remains of Ed Finch? Uh, next uh, Machina. Let it die uh, is out now for free on PS4. Uh, is a free to play uh, roguelike game. Uh, that's fr- so that's out now. Um, all the other stuff that, that they announced, they showed, they talked about that is out now. Uh, they uh, is Mother Russia bleeds. Uh, Goru, Mark of the Wolves, and then that Laura uh, Croft Go was also um, all out now for PS4, and some of those were for Vita. Uh, Windjammers is coming in 2017 to Vita and PS4. Kind of a big shocker. Um, the Giant Vaughn people, I imagine, are very happy about that. <laughs> and David Lang. Um, Star Blood Arena is coming to PSVR. Uh, that's coming in the springtime. Uh, Neo, I think it's called that game. That has come, uh, they showed another trailer off for that. That is a platinum game. Uh, I think that comes in early 2017. There's also going to be a retro mode for MLB The Show um, this coming year. Uh, it's supposed to look like the King Griffey baseball game from the Super Nintendo. And then Horizon Zero Dawn got a new trailer for that. And then the kind of the big finale was Last of Us Part Two uh, was confirmed. Uh, so a lot of stuff happened. Um, some big, some small, some quick. They spent some they spent a lot of time on. Um, kind of what was your overall thoughts of the show and what were some of the things you're most excited about or you, just, you don't really, you know, some of the things that are just kind of clunkers to you? A couple things I noticed right off the bat is they had a heavy emphasis on their first party games, which has been yep. something they've been critically been panned on for the remainder of 2016, even the most since like Uncharted 4 released like May of this past year and stuff. It has been sorely lackluster in terms of like first party things, other than like maybe at the select few. The last, latest, you know, the latest one being The Last Guardian. But the other thing that struck me as most interesting that I felt add to uh, the quality of the thing is they are still talking about the PlayStation Vita and like various games that they can still play on it. It's not, it's not like directly just Vita only and stuff like that. I mean, because they've pretty much like uh, quit doing just making original PlayStation Vita games specifically for the device Sony have, but they are porting different types, like the different like games across from the PS4 to the Vita itself. Not trying to alienate like fans of like specific types of games. Like for example, Danganronpa V3 that was heavily started on the PlayStation Vita. The first two games. I'm happy that the third one is coming. 
And it's going to be awesome. I know it's going to be awesome. I felt the overall feel of the show was great. It was positive. There were plenty of great things. There were little smudgings of the PlayStation VR stuff, which, you know what, I, I'll just be perfectly honest, I'm not really warm to VR. But at the same time, I'm glad that it wasn't like the focal point of what they were doing. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, let's see. I know my overall thoughts were good, but other things I'm really excited about, I mean, I'm really excited about, like, the Uncharted stuff. I mean, the whole trailer at the beginning of the game... Yeah, that was fascinating, because it starts out, I immediately, when I saw, like, the lady, you know, Chloe, like, hold up that cell phone or something while she's still covered and stuff, I knew, by the way it looked, that was Uncharted. And I was just watching, it's like, how the hell are they gonna do this here? This looks almost vastly different in type of atmosphere, in terms of, like, the other, in terms of, like, Uncharted 4, I mean, you had your great moments here and there. You had your, like, set-piece moments, too. But this was... It felt different in terms of execution and in terms of, like, play. You know how, like, Drake is all goofy and, like, this and that and stuff like that. Sort of comedic with some of his timings, but... Chloe's a bit more serious in that sort of tone. She's not gonna take too much without, like, kicking the shit out of somebody or something like that. But I like that whole scene in the end of the trailer. It's like, her and Nadine are, like, just kicking the shit out of these cards and stuff. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that definitely looked pretty cool. I, I'm happy that they are... You know, I'm, I'm ha- I don't want any more Nathan Drake the way Uncharted 4 finished up. Uh, I am happy with that way that whole character ended. Um, so I'm happy. And I, I, you know, I want more... You know, I want my... the You know, what's the... I want my cake and eat it too kind of thing. Like, I want more Uncharted, but I don't want any more Nathan Drake. Uh, so oh, I'm yeah. happy if this is the way we're going to continue on. If it's going to continue on with... Chloe or a brand new character altogether, or if we go, we stick more with Sam. Um, I am totally cool with that. And yeah, that'd be interesting. This is kind of the new way. Maybe if we get a bunch of smaller, I'd be, I'd be, I'd love this if we just got like small two, three hour um, adventures from these characters, and we got one or two a year. I'd be, that'd be definitely pretty cool uh, to see continue on that way. But I will say though, once. Once the the trailer stuff for the the gameplay for Crash Bandicoot actually went on, I actually really enjoyed what the what they were doing with uh, the gameplay and stuff because it is basically class like crap classic Crash Bandicoot, but it just looks it looks awesome because it's all HDMI and stuff. It's like the game has like never really aged at all with their freaking like remaster of it. Let's see. Trying to think. I love the additions here of Local Roco and Patapon. That was that was a surprise. PS4 ports of both of those games. Along with Parappa the Rapper. Um, let's see, I've already talked about that. Easy to care about. Oh, but isn't there like something that we forgot to say about though? Though probably one of the most like important things. Was it The Last of Us Two? Yeah, like, I, I mentioned it at the end. Oh, okay. The Last of Us Two, yeah. That was chilling, that trailer. Because yeah. that's the thing. It opens up this vast thing and all the crowd is like excited. It's like, oh my god, oh my god, is it, is it? And all of a sudden they just see they just see Ellie. They start just fucking applauding and shit. That yeah. is something that legendary trailers are made of. And it's yeah. like, you 
the whole scene plays perfectly. She's singing her song and stuff like that. You pan out, you see all these dead people, these dead bodies just surrounding her in this. It looks like her old room from like her house. And then all of a sudden you see Joel appear and stuff like walk into that. That whole scenery of that scene, you know, it's just it was memorable and honestly, it made me kind of excited about <laughs> the Last of Us Part Two, you know. Yeah, <laughs> that is uh kind of jumping on that like that is I'm kind of you know I, there's some people upset about there being a Last of Us 2 with those characters that's uh, understandable the way yeah. Last of Us ended I can understand how people feel frustrated with it yeah I, I get it but at same I don't know at the same time I I uh you know I, I love I want you know it's kind of the same with Uncharted I want more of, of Last of Us uh, but I'm not done with those characters uh, I you know I if they were to make a Last of Us Part Two and it was just different characters and they just kind of did, if they just made a bunch of Last of Us games and it was just different characters every time, same quality. I mean, uh, of you know they're just as good or close to as the original Last of Us, I'd be happy with that. But um, the problem, I, am, I think, the problem with how that would pan out is they would have to create new characters pretty much because there's not too many like other characters from that previous game and stuff that could really dive into other than Joel and yeah. Ellie that much. Yeah, and I understand why they want why they're going going back to those two, and I'm I'm not gonna complain about it. Oh um, no, really? I, I I love those characters. It was I think it was like my sixth or seventh favorite game of all time. We did our list in August. Oh yeah, spoiler alert for that. Um, <laughs> so uh, I am definitely I, I was ecstatic. Like it's it's one it was like the worst kept secret in game in gaming uh, over the last you know year or so. Yeah, uh, that this game was being made, and I, I we probably won't see this. It's like a Death Stranding kind of thing where we're probably not going to see it for I would bet 2018 at the earliest, more than likely. 19. We will not we will not see that until like another year or so, and even then it'll be an announcement trailer for 2019 at most, probably. Yeah. So, uh, but just the fact that it's being made and it's confirmed now uh, makes me extremely happy. So I uh, am happy to go back in that world, especially with those characters. So, what were your overall thoughts of like this PlayStation experience? Uh, I loved it. Um, I, I there's been they've been I think last year's was okay. I, what we remember was talking about a little bit. Yeah. Uh, the first year's was pretty good. I thought there was parts in the old ones where it was just kind of some stuff that just wasn't hitting with people. <laughs> like they would like they would like kind of like uh, go on for a very long time with something. It was kind of almost like a they tried to make it like a mini E3 where it was just like. We're gonna spend five six minutes talking about each of these things, or like we're gonna here's a couple of quick things, and we're gonna talk five six minutes about this, a couple of quick things, five or six minutes about this. With this one, it felt like to me like uh, it was just like it was so it was just rapid pace. Like I said, I think forty games were were shown off in a little over an hour. Yeah, uh, and so even like the things you loved, you didn't have enough time to absorb them or like or really even like. Uh, feel them and they're on to the next thing or like even if there was something I didn't care about or something I wasn't interested in I wasn't bored because it was like the next second boom here's two more games you know there's just, two more games this... that you may be interested in you know that, yes. I like that rapid fire pace though yeah I, you know I would as much as I, I look forward to E3s I would love it if it like the fact that there's like five press conferences and four of them are an hour and a half to two hours long uh, drives me nuts and if they're more like this uh, I would be happy with it. I, I, you know, I like these things. It's kind of like, you know, like the Tenno has their directs. Uh, this is kind of their like their direct. They just have one a year and they just show off a bunch of stuff. Yeah, there you go. Uh, and, and I like this a lot. Uh, and I, you know, obviously this is a third one, so I assume this is gonna be a thing. And I hope they keep doing it. And I hope 
I think they found a really good formula, and I hope they keep doing it. But uh, kind of jumping into the game part, uh, some of the stuff that was actually shown off. Uh, like I said, I already thought Uncharted. Uh, I am definitely in for that. Uh, I'm going to be picking that up as soon as they uh, they release it. Uh, Crash Bandicoot. I am a huge fan of Crash Bandicoot. Um, at least back in the day. I mean, it could be all nostalgia at this point, but... I only uh, played through, like, I really played through, like, Crash 3 on the PlayStation. That's about it. <laughs> I don't I don't really remember much of Crash 3. I don't know if I might have played it. I might not have, actually. Oh, I, I remember it because the disc that I had at the time, I played through it, and there's, like, a part you had to play on the motorcycle and stuff like that, yeah. but I, I kept it kept freezing at that particular point, so I would not oh, wow. be able to get that particular crystal unless I had to use a Game Shark in order to get through it. Huh. Wow, that, that, was, that would suck. Don't miss those days. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, with Crash Bandicoot, I, I loved Warped. I beat that game multiple times. Uh, and I, play, I remember playing a little bit of the first one. Uh, Warped really the one for me that I loved. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I'm happy. I'll, be pick, I'll probably pick that up as soon as it comes out, too. Uh, new Resident Evil 7 trailer. Uh, that looks, that's starting to look pretty good still. Uh, didn't play the demo yet. Not, I think I'm just going to hold off until the game comes out. Got like six weeks till it's out so I'll, just, I'll, I'll be more than glad uh, gladly wait to play that uh, Justin I think played the demo the VR demo so uh, unfortunately he's not here this week to talk about it, but I'm sure we'll talk about it next week uh, some other stuff that we talked about uh, uh, Pyrie uh, the super giant games people uh, that game looks really cool uh, I pretty much trust anything they're going to do it's kind of a weird uh, jump off from where they, normally they do the kind of like the top down uh, more story-driven uh, kind of uh, adventure games. So this is kind of very different from them being a, a multiplayer, more uh, like three versus three multiplayer game. Uh, but I, you know, I give them, I'll give them the benefit of the doubt on that. Uh, Danganronpa three. Uh, I'm happy you got announced. Uh, but uh, <laughs> one and two is coming to PS4 in early. I think in January. I uh, think so. Like, uh, Already got that pre-order, by the way. Uh, so I am excited to play those games finally after uh, listening to Gabe talk about it. Oh, uh, get ready to be invested in those ago. stories because they're fucked up and crazy. Oh man, they oh, just listening to you talk about it. I may, I almost there's been a few moments where I, I was looking at a Vita like on sale. I'm just like, it's tempted. It's tempted. Get that in fucking sixty bucks or something for the both of those games together. And it's like, yeah. And I mean, there's been a few times I'm like, God damn, I might have to do that. So I'm happy that that's coming, and then also a third one's coming. So I'll have three fucking dang romper games playing 2017. There you go. So I'm happy with that. Um, really, that's pretty much it for me on those. Uh, it's got the stuff that I'm personally interested in. The rest of the stuff, I don't really know enough about, or um, or inter- I'm not really interested in to you know, really to delve deep into more than that. Um, so I, I overall, like I said, good show. Wasn't bored. Uh, I left fully satisfied, wanting more, which is kind of usually how you want to leave them. So, um, yeah, overall, I thought a fantastic show. Um, kind of moving on to some, uh, let's move on to some other stuff real quick. Uh, if you watch the, the Tonight Show stuff with Nintendo? Yep. All right, awesome. So we're going to talk about that then. I didn't know if you did or not. Uh, so Reggie Fiume, uh was, I think it's like Fiume. Fizeme. Fizeme. What the fuck? <laughs> you know, with no one last name. Reggie Fida, Chica Fida. I'm gonna call him Reggie Anime. All right, Reggie Anime. That's his name. Now. Um, Reggie Anime was on the uh, Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon. Uh, I think Thursday night, no Wednesday night, and he uh, went on there. Shigeru Miyamoto was there too, playing uh, some Mario music 
uh, with the roots, which is pretty cool. That's fucking funny as shit, but I love it. <laughs> yeah. Um. So they went. They showed off a, little, a level of Super Mario Run. Uh, that's coming out. Whoa, shit! Next Thursday. Yeah. And also, um, kind of a big surprise. They showed off the Switch. Um, never actually been shown off in person before, and um, so they did that. Had a little couple minute long demo of uh, Breath of the Wild. Uh, what would you overall think of the, uh, the the show and the kind of presentation or anything? I think that it was kind of uh, it was kind of interesting seeing how like uh, seeing how Jimmy Fallon's reaction was to each individual like fucking thing of the, <laughs> the Nintendo Switch and stuff like that. I thought the the, the segment in general was far too short because yeah. it was only like maybe like five minutes that they had max to showcase. Like, Super Mario Runner and then, like, uh, Super Mario Run like, in the Switch in and of itself, which meant, like, five minutes were devoted. Well, like, a couple of minutes were devoted, like, to each game and stuff. Jimmy, like, went through one level of the thing, and it, it looks pretty damn fun, I thought. The Super Mario Run game. Yeah. And, it, oh, God, it makes me really want to try to get a fucking iPhone and then just go and just play the shit out of this game. <laughs> but just, yeah. just divulge the $10. It's like, okay, take my money, I'm going to play this shit. Do you have an iPod Touch? I think you might be able to play it on there. Oh, my iPod Touch, for the most part, has a very bad cracked screen, and I don't want to play any games on it. (laughs) Understandable. Damn. But what was really interesting is seeing Nintendo Switch, like the way it was presented and how easy it actually is to go forth and play a game, like just by switching between the dock and the actual system itself. You know, Reggie just basically seemed like it was uh, very easy to just, just slide the Joy-Con controllers off the stick, you know, off the freaking pad, onto the system itself, carry it, and just, Jimmy's just, like, playing the game just like that and stuff. And I thought it was really, yeah. I thought that was a very good marketing strategy by them to get it to as many people as possible, to as many eyes, because a lot of the general public, they don't know what the fuck the Nintendo Switch is. So... Just seeing this on an actual talk show, like, considering how Fallon is with video games on his show and stuff, mm-hmm. he's the only talk show host that really actually goes in depth. With. Yeah, and he is a well-known, uh, huge uh, video game fan, especially Nintendo, actually. Oh, yeah, I know. He keeps and, a NES, uh, an actual original Nintendo, in his office. <laughs> That's fucking funny. Well, yeah. I like that, but uh, I thought that it could have been better. I thought that the segments and stuff could have been better the way things were presented, and he only had like about like <laughs> he's playing Zelda. He only had like about five minutes just to play a bit of the Zelda, <laughs> like at least yeah. a few minutes. It was more like a more like a minute because he was too busy freaking out about the fact the Switch was there. Yeah, <laughs> which honestly that would have been an honest reaction by any one of us if we were placed in the same scenario, pretty much. I I would have uh, placed in the spot. You probably would have shit your pants and then just tried to pull. I would I would have gave oral sex to both Reggie and Shigeru <laughs> at the same time. Oh, but it was okay. We did learn that uh, the Switch looks fancy and it looks as seamless as they're advertising it. Yeah, um, yeah. I mean, I I thought overall the show. I mean, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was I thought it was a cool kind of a thing. Like we didn't know the Switch was going to be there. Uh, I figured we. I, I thought it was safe to assume that it was, was going to be a Super Mario Run thing. I think a lot of people did. Yep. Uh, and you know, I, I like like what I saw of it. I, I already they already got my ten bucks. Um, just kind of waiting on it to come out now at this point um, for that. But 
as far as the switch goes it was definitely cool to see uh actually see it in in you know in person and i'm it might not be the final model but seeing the the uh the actual handheld part of it how thin it was uh look kind of cool it actually looks like the original um the wii the wii u gamepad and the original like uh video they showed off for it because in the original yeah. one it was like super thin and this one actually it looks just like that uh, it looks like they took that model that they didn't end up using and then made the switch out of it um uh, so that it really, that was kind of cool to actually kind of see the actual finally see the real size of it i know it really felt like like a super thin tablet and stuff like that that's not that big but at the yeah. same point you can actually just transfer it along with you because they it has to be portable as well and i'm just kind of interested in seeing how this is going to go yeah uh agreed uh it was overall i like the segment quite a bit um you know, and I can't. I'm I'm excited. January twelfth, uh, cannot get here soon enough. Uh, yeah, he actually confirmed then and there that there's going to be more information on it on January twelfth. Yep. Uh, so it's it's gonna be a uh, it's gonna be a long month. Next month or so, waiting for that news to come out. Yeah. Uh, but moving on, uh, there is it's this one another rumor about Nintendo. Actually, um, sounds like it's all but confirmed, and this is coming from multiple uh, gaming sites um, that. GameCube games are going to be uh, on the available via Virtual Console for the Nintendo Switch. Huh. And it sounds like I don't know if it's going to be at launch, but it's going to be fairly close to launch. Uh, like Animal Crossing being out there, Super uh, Smash Brothers, Melee, um, Super Mario Sunshine, and a few others uh, being available. Oh, Double Dash is another one I saw. Um, kind of the big key ones: uh, Luigi's Mansion, Pikmin, uh, all going to be available for the Switch at some point, at least. Um, I and also it looks like it sounds like they might um, be able to use. There's talks they might let you use the uh, the GameCube controller adapter that you, for the Wii that we all own for the not we all own people own for the Wii U uh, we had for the Smash Brothers game. So well, that would be more than welcome. That's for sure. Yeah, uh, I hope if get they ready. Use a, <laughs> if they do get ready for people buying that fucking adapter in mass again and trying to inflate the price. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's probably gonna happen. Considering since one of the games in and of itself for the virtual console points is rumored to be Super Smash Brothers Melee, a hyper competitive fucking game that people have been playing off and on since 2001. I mean, Jesus. yeah, that's a good point too. Actually, with that, because um, Melee is still a big game in the esports uh, genre, and to you know, people are you know bringing GameCube around to still play the game or Wii's. Uh, to play the game, and you have, new, you have this new console out there that you're trying to sell, and you des- Nintendo desperately doesn't desperately need them, but as to be a uh, taken seriously um, again as a console maker, they want more eyeballs on this. So if they can use this as a way to for more people to see the Switch and see yeah. that oh shit, like this what this is a Nintendo thing, and this is cool, I could play uh, my old GameCube games on here or whatever, this makes a hell of a lot of sense um, to do it. So I hope, just from that standpoint, that, that, that I hope they do it. And just for the fact that I want... There's a lot of GameCube games out there that are pretty freaking sweet that I would like to play again on, uh, you know, sometime here soon without having to play or pay outrageous prices um, for GameCube games. Because GameCube games are fucking expensive. They're like almost as expensive as they were when they came out 15 years ago. So. Oh shit, yeah, I know, right? The GameCube is the cheapest part about the whole thing. Buying the console is the easy part. Everything else sucks. It's very expensive. 
Um, so, and plus, you know, Nintendo games, right? They never drop in damn price, so... They never uh, drop in price, and as soon as you can get them for the lowest price possible, somehow, like, almost on clockwork, five, ten years after the console's, like, out of production, their price of their games inflate. A lot. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's not, I mean, they're obviously not making any money off of this because you know, it's all secondhand stuff, but... And, yeah, uh, sooner or later we're going to be talking about Wii games and stuff that are fucking through the roof that yeah. uh, you guys, like, a lot of you guys didn't freaking invest upon. <laughs> yeah. When they're, like, you know, 10 or, like, well, they look like a couple bucks or something for some of the best ones, you know? Yeah. Yeah. The, the only thing that sucks about the whole uh, Virtual Console thing is I hope they have the same, like, the games I bought on my Wii U virtual console wise I could bring over to the Switch because uh, I do not feel like paying for uh, these games for a third generation in a row um, even though it means a few bucks but just having them consistently buying them and plus if you bought them on the 3DS you have to buy them again uh, I hope that is not the case but the GameCube part doesn't bother me just because we never had them before well, um, that's just the thing though if they do do something similar where we have to re- buy our games all over again or something like that I'm always sticking to the fucking GameCube games because that's the only interesting part of the virtual console things I'm actually interested in. <laughs> yeah, anymore at this point, yeah. I mean, there's... I hope they do a better job with the virtual console than they did with uh, the Wii U because there's a like, there's a lot of stuff that they didn't put on on either of these that they... on, on the virtual console for 3DS and the Wii U that they didn't do. And the fact they put the DS games on the Wii U or not the 3DS does still baffles me. Um, yeah... So, yeah, that was a missed opportunity. Yeah, it, sometimes you know Nintendo drives you nuts. The easy decision is not the always is not always the decision they make. Uh, so hopefully, I hope this is the case. Um, but moving on to some uh, games we've been playing, actually, we have all the stuff that's coming out next year and in the future. Uh, what's up with the shit that's happening now? Um, Gables, what have you been playing this week, buddy? Well, whatever I've had the time for when I'm in the middle of work and stuff. I've been popping up a lot of, like, uh, I went back a little bit to Pokemon Sun because I wanted to try to attempt to try what they're calling the SOS battling thing to try to get a shiny Pokemon. So basically what SOS battles are in Pokemon Sun and Moon is there are times when you face a wild Pokemon and if you get it down to, like, low health, like the little red bar and stuff, it'll sometimes call for help. Basically, it'll have another one of its species or some other random Pokemon come and join him to try to fight you and stuff because it's in danger and it's really just wants the extra help. So what the SOS battling chain does is every time that a Pokemon like appears through this SOS method, it's supposed to like add one to this chain and stuff. So each time... So each time that it called, so each time you go through and defeat a Pokemon, another one pops up, and it's supposed to be like another, like another add plus one to the chain and stuff. So apparently, if you get like a chain of like forty or fifty Pokemon or something in a row, it'll be higher of a chance that you'll encounter a shiny Pokemon through this SOS battling stuff. Now the problem with this method is there is a lot of room for error. And when I mean a lot of a lot of room, I really mean just you becoming a little bit bored by trying to do this thing over again and again. Plus, maybe maybe you want to try a different method if, say, you don't uh, 
if you really value just wanting to get a shiny Pokemon, you know. But this is the experience that I had. I tried doing this SOS shiny stuff five separate times. Each time I've done a little little bit of mistakes here and there that end up costing me like 10 or 15 minutes of my time that I really wish I could have had back. But, uh, oh God, it was just always the smallest things. Like I'd lose, like I would pay attention to the battle somewhat, but all of a sudden after my 60th or 70th chain or something like that, I'd lose my concentration or something or accidentally switch to a Pokemon that has fucking flame body, which burns the Pokemon and then just kills it right then and there. <laughs> or, or the, or the good one, the last time I tried to attempt it and stuff, all the members of my party, they wasted all of their moves, but yet I still had not found a shiny Pokemon yet. Because I had no fucking Lepa Berries in order to replenish my fucking power points. <laughs> Nobody in my party. And I ended up killing the damn Pokemon that I wanted to capture was... I was trying to capture a shiny Alolan Diglett. Because I wanted to. And, uh... Yeah, it was just fucking frustrating in and of itself. So, I went back after those failed attempts to do something more traditional, what I did with X and Y, and that was hatching for shiny Pokemon. And basically, I'd use the same Matsuda method as you can in other Pokemon games past, where you take one of, like, the region that you're in, like, say, the United States, and then you get it with another, another different type of Pokemon that's, like, from a different like region like Japan or China or Korea or whatsoever, it can happen just as long as you have two Pokemon of different regions breeding with one another. So I have my Pokemon Turtonator and a little Pokemon from Gen 5 called Dino or Dino or whatever the hell. It's basically a dark dragon type that sort of looks like <laughs> kinda of looks like a like a fucking blue dinosaur with fur. Like black fur. <laughs> And uh, so basically, I've went through, I've been hatching eggs, I got up to about 70, 80 something eggs, and all the extra, all the extra ones of those Pokemon that I've not been needing, I've been putting them up for Wonder Trade, nice. <laughs> as I did in X and Y, and I am very happy with some of the results so far. Now, granted, this game has barely been out for a month, so there are a bunch of people that have found a way to EV train a lot of their Pokemon and do the whole hatching method for competitive stuff because I have been getting so many awesome different types of Pokemon. Now here's a little mini spoiler here. You don't gain access to a specific thing at the end of the game where it allows you to upgrade your PC so you'll be able to see the actual IV values and they are rated in tiers and stuff like that, like uh, Abysmal being the lowest, and then the best, you know, the highest rated thing will say best. And so, I've gotten a slew of different Pokemon where they have had relatively superior potential, which is like the best you could possibly do, where some of them have four or five perfect IVs, and the only reason why they're up for Wonder Tree to begin with is because maybe one stat or something they didn't have like five IVs in or maybe it's like for instance like a like a Salandit which can only evolve if you have a female version of it which good luck with that because that's a fucking chore and a half to try to find those as a female <sighs> it's just little things like that that kind of pissed me off about trying to go through the process of trying to get what I want to get done in Pokemon Sun and Moon but at the same time because 
of uh, Game Freak keeping the Wonder Trade function in, I've never actually have had to release a single Pokemon in order to go through and like make room for my PC. So I've gotten I've gotten a couple starters. I've gotten uh, I've gotten at least three or four Rowlets. I've gotten like uh, I've gotten a Litten. I've actually gotten a fucking Totodile. <laughs> oh, nice! I've actually gotten a Totodile. I've gotten the Alolan Vulpix, the Alolan Sandshrew. I've gotten all these different types of Pokemon that I didn't even get a chance to catch during the regular game, like Delmise, which is a basically a fucking ghost grass type that's like an anchor that you can only find by fishing in a particular spot in, like, a water town or something like that. Oh, man. But uh, other than that, that's the best part of the online thing so far that I've experienced is going through wonder trading and not knowing what you get. All of this is, like, due in large part to me just trying to get a shiny dino via the Matsuda method by breeding and doing this and doing that. I think I've, I'm now up to about 80-something eggs hatched. And the last Holy time I... Holy shit. You, yeah, you may think that's a lot, but at the same point, it doesn't take too long to hatch eggs or even go through and have them be ready for you to pick up. In X and Y, it was quite a bit. You know, It took about maybe 10 or 15 minutes to hatch in the whole set of eggs or something like that. It now takes like roughly 5 minutes, especially if you have... Uh, like a Pokemon that has Flame Body or Magma Armor or whatsoever. So the process of going through and hatching these Pokemon, it's really easy now. I mean, really easy, really fast. Everything is much more suited to competitive play to where you can actually go through. And if you want to learn about getting into competitive battling, it's sort of an easier process to understand than how it was in, say, Generation 4 where you had to manually go through, check up guides, going through exactly what I would have, what I did, and figure, oh, okay, this Pokemon has this EV value of one, or this one has EV value of two, or something like that. And I gotta grind on this trainer that has fucking five Magic Carps because it has one Speed EV apiece, and keep doing that. And like, uh, there's still portions where you have to study things in order to get better at it. I've still not even done EV training, technically, in this game. But, so far, it's like, some some of the stuff that they have you, that you can do for this option-wise, I mean, it, it's really deep, complex, and I'm still seeing, I'm still having a lot of fun just going through, just experimenting on what's new or what's, like, good about it. But, yeah, other than that, I've been basically just playing more Pokemon Sun. <laughs> That's nice, though. At least I, I'm glad you're enjoying it. Definitely get your money's worth out of those two games. Oh, no shit. <laughs> How about you, man? Sounds like you've been playing a bit. Yeah. Uh, so I thought about last week I played a shit ton of games, and I just kind of mainly focused on the ones I either beat or I was done playing with. Um, so this week uh, I, w- I want to talk about some of the stuff that I, um, I, I either wasn't ready to talk about yet or just you know wanted to wait on. Um, first thing, first want to mention, uh, Last Guardian is out yeah in my hands yeah uh i i am i am putting my hand on my beautiful last guardian statue i bought the collector's edition it's so beautiful and i'll let you know he only cried for 20 minutes (laughs) 18 18 
yeah, so I got the the Last Guardian uh, Collector Edition. I'm going to talk about it next week because I've only played it for a couple hours. Okay. And I've waited nine years to play this game. So I'm going to wait a week to talk about it. Um, but goddamn, it is a wonderful, wonderful statue. I kind of just, I kind of, can I just go hug? I'm going to hug it. <laughs> oh, my God. It's, oh, it's, damn it. It's beautiful. Um, but anyways, uh, play a couple other games. Um, I want to talk about first, uh, one game I forgot to mention when we were talking about Black Friday deals we picked up on. I don't think I mentioned it. Uh, Battleborn. I picked it up for, I think, 13 bucks on Amazon. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of a game uh, some people on Talking Ship were pushing uh, for a while now to play. And uh, Fun finally... fact, Battleborn was like the fucking game that I saw at Walmart today. It was like 10 bucks. <laughs> sure. Oh, I guess you, you don't have PS4 anymore. Never mind. Nope. So you should have picked it up because it's actually a pretty good game. Uh we played it, uh, I think, last weekend or a couple weekends ago, uh, like for like four or five hours each night. Oh my uh, god! Playing through it, um, it's actually a lot of fun. I, I, I'll admit, it's a game that you kind of will play with friends, um, but it is the brink. It is like the brink of this generation where it's a highly underrated game. Uh, it's kind of a, it's got some Overwatchness to it as far as the, the. I'll say it gets a. It's it's not a fair comparison to try to compare those two games together. Uh, Overwatch is Battleborn, where like the, the, really the one big thing they have in common is the MOBA parts of it, where it's just like a bunch of different characters with their own abilities, and you pick those characters. Uh, and the art style is fairly similar, but as far as the, the actual game goes, it's quite different. Where this one is your there is some multiplayer bits to it, which is not very fun. We played a couple of matches of that, uh, but for the most part, the main part of it is there's an actual story campaign, and you're Teaming up together, up to five, up to five friends, uh, can play together, and you're just going through and trying. You know, just, it's a normal game where you're just trying. There's objectives to do, like kill a wave of enemies or protect these people to get to this area. Wait, you can actually um, play like a five-player co-op game for single-player. Yeah, that's and it's really the majority of the game. That's actually cool, uh, actually. Yeah, um, I played. I played a little bit. Of, I played like one mission by myself, and it's okay. It's fine that way. It's a fun game uh, that way, but as far as but it's definitely it's only you know. Playing, with game, playing games with friends is always better. It's always better. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a solid game. I, I I think that coming out when it did in early May, when a couple weeks before Overwatch, and then around the same time as uh, Uncharted Four and Doom, it should have uh, released during that time. Yeah, and I guess there was a big patch that came out in like early June of this year, uh, like about a month after the game came out, that t- fixed a lot of things and made the game a lot better. Uh, the one downside though is when you're playing with people that um, we we played the mission some missions multiple times and uh, I've talked to people about it and just listen to other people talk about the game uh, they you know when you're playing online with random people uh, it kind of sucks because it's, it's there's not a lot of people playing this game online right now and no. you the people you're playing with it's kind of like, you know you're playing this game it's kind of got that destiny to it where it's like you're playing this game with people that have played this mission 20 fucking times. So they're just going to the area. They're just kind of going through the motions. There's no discovery anymore or trying to figure out strategies or what to do. It's just like, you know what to do. It's like, you know exactly who's going to spawn, who's going to, what's going to do, what, how many people are going to be there, uh, what to do, every little tiny bit. And it's just, that part seems sucky. But playing with friends or playing by yourself, it, it's fine for that. Um, so, I, yeah, I think it's a thumbs up. It's cheap now. You can find it probably easily right now for under 20 bucks. Uh, I would say if you got... a Couple, uh, one, at least one friend to play with definitely pick it up I'll say this Jake hates this game uh, played with him for a little bit he jumped to our party for a little bit and uh, 
He did not. He was uh, very upset about this game. So okay, now I want to awesome. buy it. Yeah, no, no, he won't be. Uh, he'll, he'll buy it on the Xbox One to play with you, sure. Um, yeah, no, he he was not a big fan. Uh, but uh, another game, uh, Pokemon Moon. Uh, I mentioned last week. I only I only had at that point put a couple more hours since the previous time I talked about it. Yeah, um, about twelve hours in, I'm I'm literally um, at the final trial, like about the. Uh, face like I guess the boss of the of the second island. Um, you haven't spent a lot of time like Patrick Pokemon, have you? No, I'm not really. I'm I'm, I'm not really. I'm just kind of. I'm catching the ones that I'm interested in. I actually want to put my party. That's a good um, idea, actually. Yeah, I, I'm done. Done some grinding here and there. Uh, I got I got a pretty solid uh, six, I think. I got Mill Tank. Uh, you got Mill Tank in your party? Oh fuck yeah, dude! Get that rollout <laughs> going. Oh, it destroys everything. Um, got Mill Tank, uh, Chick, uh, Chikorita, uh, Bayleaf, okay. um, whatever Linton is when it evolves. Toracat, uh, I think you buy like her. Yeah, I think Toracat, you're thinking right. Uh, Greninja, um, oh my god, I'm spacing some here. Uh, I got, I got that, that, what's this, Toucan Sand, whatever you want to call it. Oh, <laughs> Toucanon. <laughs> Toucanon. And I'm totally spacing my last one. It's bugging me now. Um, you know what's oh, Pikachu. Pikachu. Oh, you know uh, you want to know what's funny is uh, that's my nickname of my Toucan and Toucan Sam. That's what I wanted. It's the only way I remember his name is by the way, the way you named it. Um, so I got that as my six. I got a pretty good um, as far as I you know I could pretty much battle anybody and have uh, a, uh, an advantage. Um, but I, I'm. I when I I want to play this game all the time. Like I'm like, oh man, I'll play some Pokemon. And I play it, and I play it for like 30 minutes. And I'm like, ah, I'm kind of done playing Pokemon for right now, and that's kind of been my experience with it. Is that like I always want to play it, but when I play it, I kind of don't want to play it. Um, huh. And it's it's the thing where like this is a great game. It's it's an amazing game, and I'm not gonna like I'm I don't have anything negative to say about it. I. I'm not like one person. I know some people are. I know I've talked. I've seen people online talking about. It. They don't like. They're not big fans of the the, the trials, and they they kind of want the, the gym battles. I kind of like one. them because it's like it's it feels fresh. It feels different and not like so monotonous like you would in the older games where it's like okay, beat eight gym leaders, beat the elite four, beat the champion. Okay, you beat the game. Mm. You know, insert yeah. random enemy team. Yeah. And I'm kind of with you on that. I mean, there's obviously some, some things that are they've they've made some big changes, but they've kept a lot of the things that have been around since the first one. Yes, which I'm fine with. And I, I'm totally cool with you know going away from the gym battle stuff. At, for, at first, I didn't know if I wanted to, but um, I'm not sure if the trials thing is something I want to play for the next 20 years. Um, but as oh far no, as, no, I think it's just going to be exclusive just for this generation. So yeah, um, as far as that whole thing goes, I think I've done like. Like seven trials now. I think I think there's like fourteen or something, uh, fourteen or sixteen. Um, so as far as that, I think there's like seven grand trials and there's like seven smaller ones or something. So like that. let's see. Like, what island are you on right now? I, I am about to face the final, do the final trial of the second island. Oh, okay. Well, the final trial of the second island. Oh, okay. When it gets into the third island and stuff, things are going to really get interesting. Yeah. Um. I'm not done with this game, but it's just not a game. I'm like, I, it's so weird to me. Like I, oh, I dude, think I totally understand where you're coming from for that perspective. It's like you want to you want to play this game, you want to enjoy it, but it just it feels so, 
the game feels so good in terms of like what it executes right that you just feel like okay I've had enough of this just for this brief period you want to you want to enjoy it in bite sized chunks pretty much yeah and I I think part of it though is that it's like I I'm wondering how much of this like my love for this game is nostalgia and it's actually the game like am like I, I've talked about before like I'm not a it breaks my heart but I don't like RPG like turn-based RPGs, really RPGs in general, like Japanese ones or anything like that anymore. Like, And I've tried really hard to like those games and play those games like Bravely Default. I put like 50 hours in that game and I think I really only enjoyed like 15 of those. Um, but I, you know, I really wanted, I kept playing through it and I, I, you know, I played, I picked up Pokemon Ruby, or I think Ruby, I can't remember which one I got. Omega and, Ruby or something. Yeah, I think it was Omega Ruby uh, a couple years ago when they remade for 3DS and I put like six hours or two I'm like ah, I'm not really feeling this and I put it down and I went back to it a couple times I tried playing through it I ended up getting like 14-15 hours in I'm like ah, I'm kind of done with it to be perfectly honest that game was sort of grind heavy in terms of like things especially X and Y as well in some parts yeah but I, I loved X and Y and I think I, I'm wondering if it's just like the nostalgia for me with Pokemon only carries me so far with X and why I hadn't played a Pokemon game in like 14 years, and the that also in. plays a part right there because it's like you are probably yeah a lot of the things you're basing things off of are the nostalgia things you you felt back when you were playing Red, Blue, and Yellow, and some bit of Gold and Silver probably. Yeah, but that's uh, kind of I, I played all six of those games in the beginning, and I and I went away from them after that after second generation, and that's a difference too. That's probably plays in to a large part of why like you want to enjoy them as they are because I think it is sort of like nostalgia based so why you want it because you, it takes you back to when you were like 12 or 13 and you wanted to play a little bit of Pokemon or something like that in the middle of class or something like that or not exactly in the middle of class but uh, oh, no did. that's not like me <laughs> yeah but, uh, <laughs> but uh, when it the difference is between you and I when it comes to enjoying these Pokemon games is yeah, you you haven't really played too much since like X and Y, you know, like X and Y, your first time back in around fourteen years. Whereas myself, I've been continuously playing like the Pokemon games ever since they first came out. Every generation, I've played those games. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, I it's like they're they're great games, and I want to get stuck to them. I want to be into them like you are, man. Like I want to like just through everything like I used to when I was a kid and I think and I just I don't when I sit there and do that I'm like I don't really want to do that like I'm enjoying battling with these Pokemon I like I like I've got my my core people that I care about like I don't have that back I remember going through red blue and yellow I had like oh I went out and I tried to catch all the Pokemon I did and I think I got to like 130 somewhere I'm um, very glad to say that I've done that multiple times the last nice. time I attempted it was couple years ago and i got every fucking single pokemon in omega ruby 700 and fucking 20 something pokemon which that yeah, was fucking like insane that. to get all yeah. that shit yeah no that would never happen i couldn't do it without one it was 150 i couldn't, <laughs> I couldn't imagine doing it. we're close to 800 now i actually did um, do it with 151 but that's just me damn uh but yeah i mean it's a great game uh i'm gonna keep playing it because i there i do enjoy parts of it uh, i i do like the trial stuff it does See, pretty cool. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm keep playing. I like it. There's just, I'm just wondering how much at this point is it nostalgia, and me enjoying the game. Um, it's I'll, I'll probably figure it out somewhere along the line um, as I keep playing this game. Uh, next up, I played uh, kind of a uh, we talked about 
last week talked about the VGAs with uh, Ryan when they won the uh, his speech when he, they won uh, that Dragon's Cancer. Yeah. They won the award for uh, most inspirational game. I believe is what it was. Um, kind of inspired me to go and finally got a PC that can actually not do anything crazy, but I can actually boot up a game. Yeah. On Steam, and uh, I when I looked, it was on sale for I think eight bucks. Uh, picked that up and I played through that that Dragon's Cancer, and um, it's about an hour and a half or so, and it's more of a it's kind of a interactive story uh, where there really isn't any gameplay. There is some parts to it um, that are gameplay, but this is kind of the journey is people don't know, maybe not heard last week or don't really know the full story of it. Um, that Dragon Cancer is based off of a not really a true story, but it's based off. Uh, a true experience that uh, this family went through. Uh, Ryan, I believe, uh, I can't remember his wife's name. It's bugging me right now. I think, uh, shit, I think it starts with the end. But uh, anyways, um, going through an experience where they they had, uh, they have four boys. One of them, uh, he uh, he has cancer, and uh, he gets it when he's super young, it was a few months old, and he it goes through the whole story of kind of um, him dealing with it, going through chemotherapy. And uh, kind of up until his passing, uh, 2014, when he was just five years old, and it, uh, excuse me, talk. It just kind of it's <sighs> it's just hard to talk about because it. I I will admit I I cried like six times playing this game, um, like stomp bubbles and tears rolling down the eyes and everything. Uh, it's a very powerful game uh and it's not a fun game to play it is a horrible game um not a horrible game but it's just it leaves you with are... a horrible feeling because it just stirs up different types of emotions that uh may play in large part to what how you felt like in certain particular moments of your life or whatsoever it was just totally the game in and of itself is totally based upon like the experience of this one man and it doing so it affects it has affected a lot of other different people in terms of their feeling as well. So it's it's that powerful. But uh, the the kind of it's just the way that this game is told. It's like uh, a lot of it is kind of like just listening to the family talk. Like uh, it's going through like Ryan and uh, his uh, him like doubting. They're very religious people. The family is super religious. Um, and it talks a lot about God and religion and. Uh, not an overbearing way. I am not a religious person at all, um, and it didn't bother me in any bit whatsoever. But it just kind of talks about how you know, like Ryan's questioning uh, his faith and doubting his faith and his religion, uh, and his wife uh, more so than ever is like clinging to her faith, uh, trying to find answers and uh, a light, you know, something to uh, bring any positive energy at all. Uh, in a way, it's just kind of told, and it's just that's kind of the whole game. And it's like it's, it's told off through like I guess like metaphors, where it's just like there's a scene where uh, uh, Ryan and his wife are um, talking to the doctors, and this is, it's when he finds out that the tumor is malignant, and he's not gonna. It's, he's got just a few weeks to maybe a couple months to live, and as they're going through this whole experience, the room fills with water. And it's just like almost like you know they're drowning kind of experience, and it's just like it goes cuts to like his wife in a boat and like a lifeboat saying, uh, and his and Ryan's like trying to is just like paddling trying to stay above water, 
um, and she's like, "Just get in the lifeboat. It'll be fine." And he's 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 paddling for his life, and he's saying, "Just let me feel this. Just let me feel this." And it's just a lot of that. And there's the scenes where like uh, the uh, I forget the, the kid's name. It's pissing me off, but uh, he is um, he's he's a couple years old. And he's crying because uh, he's in pain and uh, suffering, and Ryan is just. <clears throat> sitting there and just saying just go to sleep please stop crying please stop crying and it's just a lot of, it's just the whole ride through is just it's a lot it's immensely uh draining and uh it is just kind of a terrible feeling and you feel terrible for these people and they do a lot to spend try to spend positive lights on it and it's on some things and it's just uh it's a beautiful game uh it's a like i said it is a draining game from an emotional standpoint where i didn't want to do anything for a long time after i played this game i just kind of sat there uh for probably 30 minutes i didn't know what to do uh, i didn't want to feel like play a game didn't feel like watch tv i just kind of want to sit there and just feel it um but yeah it's uh it's an experience that i I don't know. It's it's not going to be a fun one. It's not. This is not going to be a, a game you look back on with fond memories. Uh, but it is an experience. I, I think that if as a gamer, if you if you are you know more open to a lot of different games, if you maybe enjoy some of the interactive storytelling games or are curious about it, I highly recommend just checking it out because um, it's uh, it's a memorable one. It's one of probably as far as a gaming experience goes. One I'm never going to forget, at least not for a long time. Uh, yeah. Uh, I'm happy I played it, but uh, it it was a horrible feeling. And it's nowhere near what you know the family went through, obviously. It's just a lot of, just kind of, it's all, a lot of the, the stories that you're hearing. And then, like, them trying to explain to the rest of their kids why they're, why they're moving to California. Or uh, why uh, their son who has cancer can't, can't talk when he's four years old. And the one-year-old child can speak. Um, and just a lot of the ways it's told uh, is, it's, uh, yeah. I don't know what, what it is, but it's it's an experience that, like I said, I, I would, I think a lot of people should, should experience. Um, but yeah, that is kind of what I've been playing this week. Sorry to hit it on a kind of a downer there. <laughs> uh, but I, I, you know, I didn't want to start with, with this. I didn't want to uh, try to move on to something else with that. Uh, it's just... Yeah, uh, that dragon cancer. I, I think a lot of people should check it out. At least, at the very least, check out uh, maybe a, a Twitch stream of it or something. Or I mean, there's a lot of I'm sure a lot of let's plays out there. Um, but yeah, it's a it's a powerful game. Uh, so yeah, uh, that is like I said, what I've been playing uh, to try to move on from that. Uh, Gabe, do you have a uh, retro game of the week for us? All right, for this week, I'm kind of like. Uh... Be kind of thinking about it as of late, like what type of actual retro game that I may want to try to just uh, talk about and stuff like that. It, it's it's just kind of hard though because I haven't really been playing a lot of retro games as of late. But uh, let's see, I do know that there is a particular game like on the Game Boy Advance that I have like yet to talk about really much in depth, and that's Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney. Well, actually, 
It's not more or less a Game Boy Advance game. It started as a Game Boy Advance game, but I played these games on the DS. So, Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney is a court, you know, it's kind of like a court, like a text-based, like sort of adventure. Basically, you play the role as Phoenix Wright, who's this uh, rookie lawyer that has to defend these clients of his and try to prove that they're innocent. Well, everything else is like piling on the, like, his clients and stuff, like, saying that they're guilty because of this and this and this or something like that, or what they think is, like, really big evidence and stuff like that against them, and just the minute details that you have to find in these court cases actually proves a lot of them innocent and all this other shit. And, uh, I really do like the Phoenix Wright games in general, especially the original one, because a lot of it plays very much inside the character development of Characters like Phoenix Wright or his assistant like uh, like um, Maya Faye and stuff like that. Where you actually get to, like I said, you have to encounter like a lot of different types of like characters throughout this entire game. And you have to find little adequate things. Like there, there may be one core case where you have to solve the death of somebody. Or another one where you have to like find out like how this dude died or something like that on this uh, kids' TV show or something like that. And uh, a lot of it is very riveting and very complex to the point where you may not even think this situation could have been any other different or something like that until you find the couple of details that start to add up that gives you sort of that mental aha moment where it's like, oh my god, that's... What if this and this and this happen? All of a sudden you go through and it's exactly what you uh, were, were thinking about and sort of this like big old mind altering idea that it actually turns out to be and those type of experiences are what make the Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney games really fun but yeah a lot of the the gameplay experience that I've had with them is I picked them up randomly like from GameStop during my college years and I played through them in reverse from Trials, to <laughs> Trials and Tribulations to Justice for All and then all of a sudden the original one Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney that was not the intention I had with these games at first, because normally you start from the first game and build yourself up. But I started with the third one, and it was incredibly strong, and probably the best one out of the three, in my honest opinion. But just encountering characters like uh, Phoenix Wright or like Miles Edgeworth or Gumshoe and stuff like that, the bumbling detective that gives you little hints here and there and stuff, it is very fantastic in terms of, like, story explanation stuff, where there are court cases that'll take you sometimes a half an hour to go through, and then there's others that may take an hour and a half <laughs> of you going through, like, a court scene and stuff like that. Honestly, if you have a 3DS, try tracking down these Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney games. It sort of plays almost like how you would on certain other games that I've explained before, like in past podcasts, like, say, Danganronpa, for instance. Danganronpa is like a, was like a mix between sort of the Phoenix Wright Trials mix that in with like a Battle Royale in terms of the student development stuff, whereas Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney and stuff is kind of loosely sort of like Danganronpa, only without the kids killing one another, obviously. <laughs> that would have made Phoenix Wright so much better. Oh, I know. we were dying. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's my retro game of the week. Phoenix Wright Ace Attorney for the Tennessee Overruled. Oh, damn. Touche. <laughs> uh, 
anyways, uh, thank you guys so much for listening this week. Uh, if you want to hear more from us, we are on Facebook. We have a page and group. It's Gaming Podcast on there. So like and join us on there. Um, it's a good place to go when we post the shows. Also, one more of that on Twitter. Uh, we are at Pod. So follow us on there. And on Twitch, we are at Podcast. So I think follow us on there? can remember. And <laughs> also on YouTube. Follow us? Follow us? <laughs> Maybe subscribe? I don't know if you can subscribe there. Um, just click the, the button. Um, and then on YouTube is Generation Gaming. So uh, uh, subscribe to us on there. And uh, the show goes up on there. The podcast does. So if you're listening to us on YouTube, uh, like, please. Press like right there. Press the like button right around Gable's junk button. Oh, area. come on. Not button. my junk. That's fine. All right, fine. My junk. Whatever. Click. <laughs> we'll put our jokes together and just click like at the same time. But <laughs> uh, anyways, uh, yeah, so do that. And if you're listening to us on iTunes, uh, leave us a review. It would be great. helps us um, kind of expand. More people can see us. Uh, you know, preferably five stars. Four is fine as well. Um, helps us out. Whatever is fine. Uh, and we will, if you, you give us a nice little review, we will uh, shut you on the show. Uh, so uh, scratch our back, scratch yours. Um, so thank you guys once again so much for listening I was your host I was Tyler and I have been Colonel Gables until next time everybody GG Alan see you oh captain my captain (laughs) yaw yaw (laughs) (laughs) bye oh sweet